0: We talked, about, we talked about Exodus 90 in the past, when we were getting ready to do it. Um, so we've been, we're 37 days in to the 90.
1: Day 37.
0: So we're a third, a third of the way through. We had our... Over a third. Over a Don't third. Don't take those seven days away from <laughs> me. Over a third through, 37 days through. Um, what I appreciated about our meeting last night, so we meet, part of Exodus 90 is... The fraternity, the group of guys you're doing this with, we meet once a week to discuss how we're doing with it, struggles that we had from that previous week, a a grace or a blessing that the Lord gave us in that week. And what I found interesting, interesting as we're getting ready for Lent especially, is how two of the guys brought up, like now that we're almost at the middle, they're even more, (laughs) they're giving more time, I'm taking away time. (laughs) But at this point, like, now it's feeling monotonous and boring and why am I still taking these cold showers and why can't I have a snack and why don't I fast two days a week? And it's just kind of they're kind of in the rut part of Exodus. And like now what I found interesting about that conversation was now we're getting ready for Lent to start next week (laughs) and everybody's going to be starting their fast and we've been doing it more it's a lent on steroids really for us um, and now people are going to be starting their, their fast or whatever they're going to be doing and not only should we be taking on one more thing but we should also like we're also just been in it and it's just i don't know just an interesting you know place
1: i think i think e- and i think everybody who really works at lent knows that feeling Right, like it's it's yeah. somewhere, right around Laetare Sunday,
0: right? I think that's yeah, why the about church, week four or five, yeah,
1: church gives us Laetare Sunday to be like, hey, rejoice! Don't worry! Don't give up hope! Like if you've fallen We're, off, the almost wagon, there. If you've fallen off the wagon, get back on. Yeah. And uh, I think that there's a human. I'm sure that there's many, many, many studies about when New Year's resolutions start. People start dropping off. Like week one, usually people are, are pretty good. But like by week I, three, I, the
0: gyms are empty again. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> right, come February, yeah. it's like, oh, did anybody make a resolution? You know, yeah, it's hard to push past four weeks into five. It's a hard thing, and Lent is a six-week commitment, six right. and a half. Um, and it's and for these everybody. Ninety
0: days. I mean, it's, it, it's it's a long time to start new habits and to get rid of old ones and to be free. And that's ultimately what the Lenten sacrifices are are for. Let's get free. But we're going to talk about that on this episode of our Ed Talks podcast. I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul and Eric, And this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints to inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. So Lent starts Wednesday. That's correct. Less, we're less than a week away from Lent by the time this podcast comes out. Yeah. Um, wow. So what, uh, what are you thinking of additionally giving up? I jokingly said earlier that I'm going to give up the cold showers. <laughs> That we have to do an, an exodus, but I, I, I will not. I will continue those. You
1: kind of took a, an early start on giving them up with your birthday octave. <laughs> no, that's true, I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For all the dear listeners,
1: yeah. uh, the the octave of Father Dominic's birthday is now Which ended.
0: It's, as of today, it is unfortunately. over.
1: Unfortunately.
0: So, yes.
1: um, your so indulgences.
0: They're all done.
1: <laughs> yeah, back to real life. Um, so, the. The thing that I've done in the past is, I just go water. Like that's all I drink.
0: And oh I even, wow! That's I even, interesting. Okay. I even
1: do no ice. Just like just just water. I oh, just drink wow. water. Just tap water. That's if I want if I'm thirsty, I drink tap water. And
0: uh, so no coffee or tea.
1: No coffee, no tea, no. Sometimes if I'm getting a scratchy throat, I might heat my water up a little bit.
0: Okay. Um, which is understandable yeah wow just water just water now that's that's a sacrifice
1: i mean we need water so it's a good habit but it is tough it's tough oh yeah
0: because it's that gets boring quick yeah you well you got Sundays. i mean you just want a warm a warm drink oh so you don't you you uh don't fast on the sunday what
1: I do is I I will. There's relax.
0: always a debate in the Lent yeah. Catholic world.
1: So I I think that I give myself a little, pe- like you know, in Exodus,
0: we do yeah.
1: We you get all the things that you're giving up on a Sunday because it's a day that we celebrate the resurrection Correct. of our Lord and our salvation and the, the the conquering of death. That we we have joy even in yes. Lent, in a season of penitence, we still have joy, and so we get to take back one of the things we've given up and do it. And I'm not, I don't go, I don't treat it like it's Easter,
0: but I might. Fair enough, yeah. On
1: a Sunday, even in Lent, I will make I, myself there's, a there's cappuccino.
0: A, two schools of thought on that of, yes, you know, the Sundays don't count in the 40, and some say they do, and whatever. To, I mean, each, to each his own. It if, really doesn't matter. If
1: you add the Sundays up, it's 46 days
0: because there are six I get it. I get it. I Lent's get it. 40 days. I know. I'm just but saying. I, I'm a wuss. I'm okay with I, that. Your words, not mine. It's okay. I'm okay, dear listener.
1: Uh, I cry at commercials. It's okay. Uh, I
0: don't know what I'm going to do this year. You know, in previous years, I've been giving stuff away just mm. to kind of declutter my life and not have to focus on material things. Um, so I've been, but I've kind of like, I haven't run out of things to give away, but I'm at a, a point now where I really got to think about you know, am I really ready to detach from, from... the? Although I've accumulated a lot more clothes recently and I could give away a lot of those. But I don't know. I don't have enough to do that for all 40 days. I've given up meat in the past, but I love fish. And that's not really a penance. Um, yep. But, I, But you know, there are days when I just really want a cheeseburger. Right.
1: I mean, I, and that's, that, I always say that about... You know, because people like, oh, well, giving up meat and then you have seafood. And it's fair. Like it's, it's not super hard. And yet... You are eliminating a massive number of options from your menu. You right, it's a sacrifice. And there are
0: days where it, sausage pizza is my favorite, and I'll eat other kinds of pizza. But for me, like I love a good sausage pizza, and to to not have that option when there's pizza, that's that strikes a chord. It's hard. I love cheeseburgers. And so sometimes I just want to go get a cheeseburger, and then I can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I love fish, but those moments is like, okay, nope, I gotta. I'm gonna say no for you, Lord. You know, and that's and
1: that's what's what all about
0: the point of the, the fasting. Exactly.
1: It's it's There's and we've talked about this before on the podcast. Like fasting is not an optional thing for Catholics. And and just as a reminder, dear listener, Wednesday. Ash Wednesday is one of, oh, we make it so tough on you these That's days awful. in the Catholic Church. Two days in the year when we have to fast. And yeah. this is one. And then only if you're between the age of 18 and 59. Which is
0: also ridiculous. Just do it anyway. It won't kill you. Just go for it. I've and, never heard of a 65-year-old dying from this. So, it's going to be okay.
1: And even if you have to, you know, kind of have your two small... Because our fasting rules are so generous, too, where yeah. you have two snacks... And then one meal. Yeah. And, but try to, like, my challenge to everyone who's listening, and it's a challenge to me too, is on those two days especially, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, go to bed hungry. Like, Absolutely. If you are not hungry when your head hits the pillow, then you didn't fast right. And that's something that we should feel because millions of our brothers and sisters feel that every day.
0: They go to bed hungry and they wake up hungry. And, and they don't go, that's like, okay, huge. yeah,
1: I don't, oh great, I went to bed hungry, I wake up hungry, but no big deal because i got 35,000 options in my pantry and fridge. Yeah. They don't have one option. So it's, it's nice from a sense of solidarity and understanding of mm-hmm. the people that suffer, but it's also just good to suffer in the name of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. To suffer with him. And it's cool because he invites us into the salvific act of his own suffering. Uh, Kim Lasky, she told me, maybe I talked about this. Kim. Hey Kim. Um, She said that a priest told her once this great analogy of us where God doesn't need us. He doesn't need our sacrifices to save the universe, right? He can mm-hmm. do that by himself, he's got, but he invites us to share. It's a lot like when mom is like, hey, let's bake some cookies, honey, help me. There is no, if, if anything, the little guy is gonna mess up the cookie-making process, right? Mm-hmm. But she invites that little boy in. When dad's like, hey, I'm gonna go build that playhouse. Come on, honey, you you hold the screws and the, and the, the tools and help me and maybe hammer a nail. He doesn't need that little girl to hold those screws, right? Yeah. But he's inviting her to help, and it's this particip- the participation is ennobling, it's enriching, and, and that's what it is. It's like we can link our sacrifice. God allows us and invites us to link our little sacrifices mm-hmm. to the salvific act
0: of the cross. And, that's, and And that movement of the heart to want to be involved in it for that reason is what God desires most, right? yeah. That's where, you know, we hear in the Psalms, it's mercy I desire, not sacrifice. Um, so it's not, the, it's not the doing it. And the, the prophets from Isaiah and Amos to Jeremiah and all of them, you know, they would yell, not yell, but they would get they'd on the case. Pro- they'd probably they'd probably yell. Yell. They probably yelled. <laughs> Amos definitely yelled. Um, but they would tell the, the Israelites, like, you think just because you show up to the temple and offer your sacrifice that, that all is kosher... And that's not the case, right? It's, we're not just going through the motions to show God that we love him. It's the disposition of our heart. And even the first reading on Palm Sunday from the prophet Joel, rend your hearts, not your garments. It's the disposition of our hearts that matter most. Because if our heart is not in it to be with the Lord in union with him, if, it's, if our heart's not in the... The solidarity with our brothers and sisters if our heart is not in it to to make ourselves one with christ's own suffering that is salvific then it's just it, then all we're doing is starting a new a new year's resolution right and that's not the point of, of our lenten fast it's not to give up chocolate and candy and snacks and sweets and soda so that i lose that 10 pounds that i should have lost starting january first that's that's not the point of it the point is to unite ourselves to Christ's suffering, to put ourselves in solidarity with the poor, uh, to, sac- to sacrifice on our own for the sake of someone else's salvation and healing. Um, that's that's the point. And so if our heart's not in it, then it's all for naught. and it, And we get no good grace out of that if we're just trying to lose weight or show off how special of a guy I am because I tell the whole internet that I'm only going to drink water for 40 days, that I gave away all of my stuff for... Wait, who that said that to the meat. internet? Somebody was talking oh, I don't about only drinking water? That. I called myself out what I a too. Jerk. What I a jerk. called myself out. Uh, So, like, that's not the point. It's... I mean, it's it's all to to rend our hearts not our garments that's the mercy the father desires not the sacrifice in and of itself Now, do not hear what i'm not saying dear listener i'm not saying that the lord doesn't want us to sacrifice because that's what some you know <laughs> protestants uh, will, will read that as um the lord wants us to offer these sacrifices the lord wants us to take part in these rituals that he has given us in the sacramental life of the church But if we're just going through the motions, then that's not helping us, period, full stop. Uh, We have to put our hearts into it.
1: Yeah, our sacrifice should be a sacrifice for God, for each other, and it shouldn't make other people suffer. Like if we're miserable and making everyone around us, we're complaining, oh, it's Ash Wednesday. I have only had... A piece of toast with some butter and a cheese sandwich, and I am just— fa- And if you're running around moping, that is—you're you're fa- fasting wrong, right? Yes. It should be—like, no one should know. That's what Jesus says. Yeah. He says it to us. No one should know that you're fasting.
0: And this is my biggest beef with Ash Wednesday. And I was, I was talking about this with some of my friends the other day. I— get so judgy and I shouldn't, but I get so judgy when these people show up to church only for the ashes. Mm -hmm. There's almost always a line of people after mass is over or the service that just come, they've clearly just arrived and they just want ashes on their forehead because now it's like universal. Look, I went to church day and you can tell, and it just drives me crazy. Um, and I, I shouldn't be as judgy as I am. I hear what you're saying, and but I, I'm judgy. And
1: I, and I, you're not wrong. I mean that they, that we wish that these people would. Where are you on Sunday? Where were you even 40 minutes ago when mass started? I get that. However, I do think that it's a beautiful thing. We were talking about this last night too, from the Super Bowl ads, where there's the the few Jesus ads, there's the Garden of Eden ad. Like we just live in a society right now that is, it feels like religion is so, it's not even on the margin. It's pushed off the page. Mm -hmm. And for this one day, there's like people with black crosses on their forehead and you just see them and you're like, whoa, it's, it, it is a cool and powerful. It's like God is, it's his little reminder to the world. Hey,
0: I'm here still. And I'm watching you. Uh, I know. And I, I, I get, but I get that for all the people that show up for the whole service yeah. or the whole mass. And they're trying to restart. Yeah. Those that are just coming because they are told they have to rend their garments and they completely miss the rend your heart part. And it's like, okay, I got to put on the ashes. I got to look, I got to look the part. You know, I, my favorite Ash Wednesday homily was actually given when we were in the seminary. Um, and It was by Father Schoenstein, who is a from my home parish. Really? Uh, yeah, it was really. He's a priest for Joliet. That's a whole other story. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, but Father Schoenstein, I think it was my first year of theology. He had the Ash Wednesday mass, and you know, in the seminary. We're allowed to wear collars um, so that we can see ourselves in a priestly role and begin to, you know, practice the life of virtue that we should be living, and we're a public people and all this stuff. Um, it's very. At one time, it was a very like sensitive, hot-button issue if seminarians should be in a collar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Father Schoenstein would be in the camp that seminarians should not dress in a collar. You should wait till you're ordained. But those debates are long over now, but some of the older guys still debate. But anyway, uh, Father Schoenstein's homily was about the ashes. And he, I think he shared that his grandma or someone else taught him that after you get your ashes on your forehead, you wipe them off right away. Because it's not about showing everybody, look how special I am. It's about, are you living what's said when those ashes are put on? To repent and believe in the gospel. Uh, Remember you are dust, the dust you shall return. Like that it's humility. It's the way of humility that gets us salvation. And there's nothing humble about showing off to everybody how holy I am because I got ashes on my forehead. And then he related it to our collars. He's like, if if you wear your, your priestly collar around because you want special treatment and, and you want people to treat you better because you're dressed as a priest, he said, then by, please do us all a favor and leave the seminary. We don't need any more pompous priests out there that uh, think that they're better than anyone else because of what we do for a living. He's like, by all mean, by not by all means, just do us all a favor and get out. Um, but, you know, if you wear your, your collar because you want people to see Christ in you, that, that's great. He said same with, like, the, the cross on your forehead with the ashes. He said if you keep it on, fine, you do you, but then you better be rending the heart and not just the garment, right? If, if you just want to look special to be treated special, then enjoy that ride all the way down to hell. But if, uh, He wouldn't have said that. But I'll, I'll paraphrase it for him. Um, but you know that all about mode. the interior all about the interior
1: yeah that ticket it's 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 a one-way one-way ticket one way well i think that that's what you're saying though is is a true across the whole and think it, it gets to that paradox right <clears throat> like christ he both says pray in secret and he says you know don't let anyone know when you're fasting and yet he's also saying go out and proclaim the good news right like he's it's Absolutely, it, It's a both and. It's yeah. not an either or. And that, that paradox, there's so like Chesterton would love. This is one of the things that Chesterton loves about the faith is the paradoxes that lie mm-hmm. at the heart of the faith. And it's always about how do you strike the bounds. And I think that's the you do the what, but you can't do the what without the why. Exactly. Right. And you've got to, keep, you've got to internalize that why. And it's a hard thing to keep it there. Um, and it's OK that sometimes we forget it. We bring that to God in prayer. And that's the other another of the three legs of, of Lent is mm-hmm. prayer. So when you're set setting up your, your, your Lenten fast, set up a Lenten prayer schedule. You yeah, know, absolutely. And, and, and ask every day. Say, God, I struggle with being joyful when I give up this one thing that I love. When I don't have coffee, I am struggling. But nothing is impossible with God. Amen. For God all things are possible. And so bring that in your prayer every day. Start sketching out prayer. Um, the Hallow app has a Lenten prayer guide mm-hmm. for 40 days. We can gotta... still
0: get Hallow for free. All through that. that we got for for Christmas. It ends on Easter Sunday. You
1: gotta put that link again in the um, in the show notes. Uh, and then the third thing is is tithing, is giving, alms giving. So set aside. And again, in your prayer, in your fasting, whatever. A cool thing to do, and I, I've heard this, and and we've talked about it, is. Try to tabulate if you're giving something up, what kind of money you're saving, mm. and give that money away. Do a double—it's like a double dose of Lent right there. You're giving away. Okay, so I'm not drinking coffee. All right, how much is my? How much would I spend on coffee? Cool. I'm just gonna give that to. Give the it boys. away. Give it to the poor. Let them have coffee. Um, let them have whatever they need. I don't know if they want coffee. Most people do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you just—you got to find a way. To live that why remember it and it's hard so bring it to God in prayer every day for these forty days Lent's a beautiful time it's a
0: horrible awful my my favorite season well Christmas is my favorite time of the year but Lent is my favorite liturgical season yeah I love Lent
1: it's horrible it's awful it's absolutely necessary for humans it's a gift Lent is a gift it's a it's the awesome most ultimate reset and uh, those three pillars fasting prayer, prayer and almsgiving oh, I'm just keep it keep it
0: focus on the cross. And we asked you to start sending in your votes as to where we should do our next parish pilgrimage. It was Rome or the Holy Land. Big
1: pil- big one, the big, big one. Big big one
0: in 2024. So you got over a year to save up for it. Uh, and we votes are coming in. Do we want to share the results as of now? Well, I have received votes, and I've received votes, and all of my votes have unanimously said Rome. And mine are the Holy Land. So we're actually tied. We're tied for the Holy Land. We're tied for Rome. So dear listener, if you want to come on pilgrimage with us, because you'll come too. I want to. Uh, get your votes in. And Val, Val said she wants to go. Val's uh, so like, what am
1: I, chopped liver? Do I get to go? Get come your on. votes
0: in. And uh, we're tied right now, Holy Land and Rome. Um, and if, if you want to throw in a, a little red herring and say, well, what if we... Medjugorje or Guadalupe or, you know, the Bahamas. It's a church of the Bahamas. We can, can go <laughs> a it. You're already thinking It'd Easter. Be a nice Easter celebration. That is Easter. That is not Lent. Well, I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul and this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who will inspire saints to build the kingdom of God.
1: Amen. Have a great Lent.